forget Cheers. The Sportsman's Bar in McGregor, North Dakota, really is the place where everyone knows your name. Gee, Max is here. Imagine that. That's Gaylene Grody. She's working behind the bar tonight. If Grody knows you, she'll have your drink ready when you walk in. Hi. If she likes you, she'll come around the bar and give you a big hug. I'm a very social butterfly, and I get to talk to a lot of different people, meet a lot of people. Even by Western North Dakota standards, McGregor is a small town. Located on the northern edge of the oil patch, not far from Tioga, McGregor is so small that the U.S. Census Bureau doesn't even track its population. The roads here are dirt. The bar's name isn't displayed outside. There's just an old Schlitz beer sign above an open door. Corey McGregor loves the decor inside the Sportsman's, which consists of dead caribou and deer heads mounted to the walls. It's freaking awesome. There's a caribou here and one, two, three, four, five deer that are probably 140, 50 class, and a bunch more behind me that are definitely 140 class. Goringer is a South Dakotan working on a nearby oil rig. He likes drinking here. We talk a lot about hunting and fishing, and uh, it's, it's a good old hometown bar, really. That's what it is. That's what McGregor is. They, uh, the locals ain't trying to push me out, and I'm an outsider, but uh, there is outsiders here that they don't want here. I guarantee you that. Since the oil boom, the cheers-like feel of the sportsman's has changed significantly. Business is up, but so are tough customers, says bartender Gaylene Grody. It's a part of the job to be friendly and to um, make them feel welcome and make them want to come back. But there's a line that you do not cross. Some guys cross that line where flirting becomes harassment and are asked to leave the bar. So far, they always have, without incident. If only Grody had the same power outside the bar as she does inside. It used to be one or two vehicles a day going by. You knew who they were. They were your neighbors, and they went by at about the same time every day. Now, it's a constant trucks, it's constant pickups, it's all night, all day. Before, if you saw headlights late at night, you assumed there was a problem. Now there's a bustle of activities um, (laughs) and people that don't know how to drive very well, don't know where they are. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a huge change. Grody grew up on a farm outside of town, married a local boy, and built a house on her family's land. The couple have three children. When their teenage daughter drives to school, Grody worries more about traffic accidents than before the boom. Road conditions are sketchy now. Not too long ago, their girl's car bottomed out on a gravel road filled with divots. Poor road conditions also affect her husband's livelihood. Scott Grody owns a semi-truck with a grain hopper. Sometimes the roads are so bad, he can't get it down the gravel road to the main highway, he says. That may be due to all the oversized trucks on the road. In May 2010, the state issued 690 oversized truck permits in Williams County, which is where McGregor is located. In May 2012, just two years later, oversized truck permits in Williams County skyrocketed to 3,294, a four-fold jump. And then there's personal safety. Sherry Arnold of Sydney, Montana, was murdered earlier this year, not far from here. Two out-of-state men who came to North Dakota to look for oil work are accused of the murder. That has many people on edge, including Gaylene Grody. 
usually right now I just carry a little 380, something in my pocket that I can run with or walk with and isn't heavy and burdensome. Does it give me peace of mind? Yeah. Should I have to worry about it? No. But the reality is that we do. Her husband, Scott Grody, always has a firearm nearby. Kind of the common law up here is everybody has a rifle in their vehicle, you know, and nowadays it's for protection. His gun comes in handy sometimes. I happen to take a drive around the country or I found a truck dumping salt water on the road, just opened the valve and they drive down the road. I followed him into location to have a little talk with him and he was going to have a talk with me with his hammer and I had my 45 and that's how I got away from that one. So it's... It's not much fun. You, wherever you go, you got one eye open looking what's coming. The Grodys aren't the only people who wish the boom would just go away. Back at the sportsman's bar, most of the locals huddle into a corner near the front door and ignore everyone else. Lynn, he didn't want his last name used, is one of them. He's a farmer who's lived here all of his life. He hates the drilling, the trucks, the dust, the pipelines, the newcomers, the everything about the oil boom. It was destroying the way of life in this part of the state, and they don't seem to care. It it wrecks roads. They put roads where there never was roads before. Brings a lot of the dregs of society into this state. People who probably, not all of them, some are good. A lot of them are good. Some are not so good. It's not all good the way the oil companies and and the state of North Dakota is in bed with the oil companies. The boom doesn't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. There are currently more than 210 active drilling rigs statewide. For Prairie Public and the Black Gold Boom Oil Series, I'm Todd Milby.